Hello and welcome to Claret and Blue and our Inside Bodymore show. I'll apologise straight away for my voice. It sounds terrible, I'm aware. I'm still ill. But I thought we'd just jump on to our... I mean, I'm calling it the Inside Bodymore for Luton, but it's not really about the press conference this week. There was a limited press conference after the European game, as we've seen every every game so far this season. Premier League productions go to Bodymore and there's a, there's a quick TV broadcast section at not much else. So, John, you weren't there, so that I'm not really going to focus on Emery too much. We're just going to have a, a broader conversation about Alkmaar and Luton Town as well. Um, first of all, how are you? Do you feel better than I sound and look? <laughs> yeah, I, I presume so. Yeah, I'm doing well, thanks, Dan. Um, thoroughly enjoyable week away mm. in Alkmaar. Um, the win makes it a whole lot better as well. And you're yeah, heading into a Luton game where Villa are expected to win. Again, we're not going to take them, you know, lightly. Uh, but obviously, we're clear favourites to win that game. And if we do, you know, consolidating the position in the top five again, Nottingham Forest away than Fulham. So yeah. I'm um, really excited about where Villa are going in the current time, if you will. But then obviously it's a very exciting time going into the rest of the season as well when we're in a really good position. We spoke about this on Thursday with Dan, so I'm getting carried away a little bit. But Villa's record of wins at home at Villa Park since 1983, I think it is, is 13. Obviously Luton tomorrow would make that 12 and then Fulham is the next home game. So... You know, I'm backing Villa to at least match that record of 13, to be honest, because we're on, we're on such good form and we're the favourites in both of those games. And to be fair, we're the favourite in a lot of games now, aren't we? Because we're a good side and that's a bit of a difficult place for us as fans to get used to, I think, going there tomorrow and in future weeks thinking, well, we're the better side, we should win here. We're not used to that. Yeah, and we're scoring a lot of goals doing it as well. I, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm writing a piece uh, this afternoon, just kind of... I don't know, when Emery first came in, there was a lot of sort of warnings from some sections of the media basically saying and they they would have been more informed than what we were because they were either covering Arsenal or PSG or whoever mm-hmm. but kind of saying you know yeah Villa will probably climb the table because Emery's a good manager but it might not be exciting or it might be a bit over pragmatic in you know some points but that has not been the case at all um I believe Villa have scored the second most goals at home uh, after the first four games of the Premier League season in history. I think Man City have the most, of course. Uh, you know, first four home games of the season, they've got the most. Then Villa second, scoring 17 goals in that time. So it's <laughs> it's crazy, really. You know, we're not just beating teams, you know, uh, more often than not, we're thrashing teams and outplaying them, not conceding many goals either. So, you know, it's, um, it's a bit surreal. And it's still yeah. taking time to get used to going into every game thinking, yeah, you know, we should win this. But, you know, looking at home, I think that's probably a game that previously we would have looked at and thought, um, you know, that's a team that are going to come to Villa Park and try and frustrate us. And yes, they will do that. But you're thinking like uh, Forest, for example, drew two all from a couple of bad defensive areas. But Villa, you know, touch wood at the moment, they don't have that in them to make those. <laughs> I really think so there. But they don't have that, uh, you know, streak in them where they're uh, relaxing too much or you know, not focusing. Emery demands 90 minutes of full concentration from all his players and. Uh, if that is the case, if Villa should win that game. In years gone by, we'd have looked at this game and yeah. some still will and think, oh, it's a bit of a, a bit of a banana skin that though, isn't it? You, you, you never know what might happen. We should be beating Luton. Like, yeah, it's yeah. not arrogant to suggest that. They've got five points. We'll have got 19. No. Like, I know it doesn't yeah. work like that, but we're at home. Like We should win. Like Let's not all get too scared about something that probably yeah. isn't going to happen. Luton are actually better away from home than they are at home. I think when they got promoted, there was this thing of like, oh, going to Kenilworth Road will be, you know, mm-hmm. something that people aren't used to. And while, that, yes, that is the case, most Premier League clubs or players haven't, you know, played at that stadium or stadiums like that. 
I believe they got more points away from home anyway than at home. I think their home form was like kind of mid mid championship level last season. Their away form was fantastic. So not expecting it to be an easy game tomorrow by any stretch of the imagination. But if Villa can get a goal ahead, we're so good on the current attack. The AZ Alcar manager said before the game actually on Thursday that Villa were masters of the counter-attack and um, Luton will probably feel that at some point tomorrow if Villa do uh, go ahead. You mentioned about like they're better away from, from home and whilst that is true, I've just had a quick look through the, the table. It is a small sample size because they've only got five points, but four of those points have come away from yeah. home. Uh, they beat Everton and then the draw at Nottingham Forest last time out as well. So only one point at home for them. So yeah, they would look at like thinking, oh, well, we're better away, but not many teams come to Villa Park and get any points, never mind somebody as inferior as Luton Town to Villa. Yeah. Between watching it and playing the game, it's going to be like a couple of hours. I'm aware that this could look stupid like, by the end of the day. I know. People are watching it probably, but I'm, I'm kind of like uh, nailing my colours to the mass that I'm pretty sure we're going to win on Sunday. I, I really am going to be so gutted if, if we don't. Yeah, I'm trying to kind of tone myself down a little bit, but you're right and I respect everything that Luton's done. Emery said in this press that he respects so much about what they've done and considering the players that they have and um, the impact Rob Edwards has had after uh, Nathan Jones as well, which is like nothing short of remarkable. And we said it a couple of days ago, I think it was on the Monday show, that you know you have to respect this team because if you don't, they will work yeah. harder than you and they will um, do everything in their power to win that game and get something out of it. But yeah, I was just thinking, obviously Villa are on this 11-match winning run at the moment. If they win against Luton, then that's 12. Then obviously Fulham at home, that would be to match it. So that's going to be quite an event. Um, you know, Villa would hopefully be able to beat Fulham anyway, uh, but that kind of gives it an extra edge. And then the next game after that to actually get the record is Man City, which yeah. it's just thinking ahead, which is probably very unwise of me. Um, if Villa were to win the next two home games, which again is, you know, it's likely uh, if they play to the best ability, then that Man City game, God, could you imagine, you know, this is the game to like set a record, a club record, something that probably won't <laughs> be matched in a long time again, because um, winning that amount of games is something quite remarkable. Um especially for a team who aren't competing for titles, uh, unless we are this season, I don't know. Um, but yeah, that Man City game will be uh, quite something, again, looking yeah. into the future, like quite some way down, which I shouldn't do. I think we're that one result against a side that's above us, away from probably some serious recognition of that, okay, Villa are... Tottenham. You know, Villa, Tottenham yeah, yeah, Tottenham are probably the ones, aren't they? If you go to Tottenham yeah. away and they're still first or second and you beat them at their place, that would be something that people would stand up and look at. But at the moment, you play the game that's in front of you. You beat Luton tomorrow, you try and beat Forest, try and beat Fulham. And if there's a record there to play for and you've got Man City and you can get them on the ropes and you know they're second and you beat them and leapfrog them or something silly like <laughs> maybe we are in for a title charge here, mate. Let's just let's just calm down or something. <laughs> I think um the only thing I would say is that we are on like cloud nine, we're on you know a crest of a wave and it doesn't show any sign of stopping, but Every team that does go on these runs, and you'll, you know, any top team, any top four, top six, you know, traditional top six team, they will all tell you there will be a game where of you course, do struggle yeah. and you don't have a shot on target for 80 minutes and you've got to get something out of the bag somehow. You don't play well. And that I feel is coming up for Villa because they've been so good. Um, I feel yes, like that could be Forest. Forest away, yeah, that feels like the kind yeah. of game for me. Possibly so. And that anyway game, that can happen. But I just mean at home as well. Like maybe it's Fulham, maybe it's Luton, I don't know. But we're not going to beat every team 5-0. It's just not going to happen. Um, I mean, it's mental to even <laughs> say that. Like, Yeah, I think Villa fans know that. Um, but the way we're playing at the moment, Villa could feasibly beat teams 3-4-0. 
you know, because yeah, of that good. Um, but it's not going to happen every week. Uh, I think Palace, to be fair, was that game, and they turned it around through John Duran's fantastic goal, and then some, um, you know, brilliant character at the end of that game to win. So yeah, it's going to be a difficult game on Sunday, but a game where I think if Villa can just play to their strengths and get their advantage, then you know you're playing on the counter attack, then something that they're very good at, and I don't think Luton will be able to handle that. It's going to be a different game if they don't concentrate. If we make some silly errors, you know, try and passing the ball around uh, too dangerously, you know, who knows what happens after that? Maybe a foul player, red card, you know, those sorts of things change games and yeah, yeah. and the complexion of things. So Villa just have to play their own game. Um, <clears throat> every Premier League game is so difficult. It really is. And Luton deserves to be in this division. They beat Everton 2 0 away, an Everton team who are poor this season, but I think they're better than where they were last year. Uh, I think uh, Luton show a good character as well to get a point against Forest. So Villa will have to be on the game. And then, yeah. Um, Coming in after Thursday as well, I think it's a great opportunity to, you know, really mark Emery's first year in the job. You know, West Ham 4-1, Alkema 4-1, then Luton at home. Hopefully that's uh, three wins on the trot. 4-1 again, possibly. Or oh, we'll say predictions, we'll do that in a sec. I, think she. Um, <laughs> I said that at the beginning of this show, that we're going to go away from the usual structure of inside body more, so I'm not flashing up the press, our injury updates and things like that. One of the subjects that we normally talk about, though, is away from match day. I just want very briefly, just a bit of a, a bit of colour from you about what that trip to the Netherlands was like. So you were over there from Tuesday, I think, till yesterday yeah. morning. Uh, so took in a little bit of uh, of the city and, and whatnot and the press conference before and the match itself. Uh, yeah. So just talk to me a little bit about how good that was because just watching it on TV or on the app looked looked brilliant, to be fair. Yeah, really enjoyed the trip. Um, Alkmaar's a really beautiful city as well. I'm not going to kind of go into my tourist guide like I did for when I visited uh, Guimaraes in Portugal, but um, really nice city. And... Enjoyed myself. Villa fans enjoy themselves as well. I mean, a lot of them were in Amsterdam and mm. it's actually a bit of a, it's not, it's about 20 minutes, half an hour to get from Amsterdam to Alkmaar, about half an hour um, in the car. But it's a bit expensive. Like everyone cycles <laughs> in the Netherlands and I don't know whether there's like fewer Ubers or whatever, but it's about 50, 60 euro just to get a, just to get oh, across. Right. Whereas, I don't know, a half an hour trip in Birmingham would be what, uh, I don't know, 25 quid maybe, something like that. Um, so you have to get a train over. There's a lot of trains and they're obviously much cheaper, like £10 from Amsterdam to Alkmaar, but it's a bit of a journey to keep going there and back. So I didn't actually experience anything of Amsterdam. Obviously, I was working during the time anyway, so I couldn't just kind of go back and forth. But uh, Alkmaar was, yeah, really beautiful city. Lots of canals, bridges, very like traditional. I felt a lot of back streets that are like, canal side like bars and stuff so really nice i'm definitely going to go back there um it's like very romantic i thought um which okay. had, which had a bit you're, more you're to trying the, to take uh, me on a date here john <laughs> trying to hit you up yeah um yeah so I'll, I'll probably take my partner there but it was yeah in terms of the football really good uh again a lot of fans were in amsterdam so i didn't get as much like video and stuff as i would have liked to and by the time the fan park was kind of getting going, I had to be in the stadium <laughs> like two hours mm. before. So yeah, I was a bit frustrated about that. But um, yeah, about a 40 minute walk from the town centre to Alkmaar Stadium. Yeah, really pleasurable experience. And I will be going back there. My travelling back yesterday was a bit long, though. I got up at about 4am uh, for my flight, which was a connecting flight from Dublin, which was a lot mm. cheaper than going straight to like, I don't know, Manchester or Birmingham or something. But yeah, got up at four and then got back home at about four as well. So that was long. Um, so I 
yeah, didn't really enjoy my day off, <laughs> should we say? But yeah, I can't. I mean, I can't complain at all. Really good experience, and yeah, to win four one, you know, in terms of the football itself, Villa were fantastic. And I said before that yeah. AZ will probably, you know, be a really difficult game. Um, kind of with the counterpoint of, but as long as Villa are on their uh, game themselves, and they'll, you know, we can beat those teams for sure. But it was just because Legia and Zarinsky was so. Um, worrying in my opinion uh, the only thing i would say is that the atmosphere was not as intimidating at all as what it was in legia uh, in warsaw sorry but you know fair play to villa that's because they didn't give many chances away and they yeah. played very well themselves i just thought az were a bit i wouldn't say disappointing because i was happy <laughs> with how they played because they weren't great but um i'm sure their fans and manager would have been a bit you know that was an opportunity wasted i think so a lot of those players will want to be playing for premier league teams that's how dutch football works and they really didn't show themselves you know, particularly mm-hmm. while well, their striker scored like 13 goals in nine games and misses a one-on-one. So, yeah, for Villa, fantastic result and a really good experience. I'm sure a lot of the fans who went over there really enjoyed themselves as well. Back to Luton then. I feel a little bit like how we've spoken at the start about how I'm, I'm fully expecting them to win. And it just become, comes off the back of what Villa have been like this season or in recent weeks to, to do what we did to Brighton, to West Ham, to AZ in the week. To come into this game against Luton and not back Villa to win would be foolish wouldn't it so I, I don't some people will see it as arrogance or whatever I'm just oh yeah we'll win but that's just the way I feel about Villa at the moment uh, um, we won't do a predicted 11 as such because I think it's pretty much you know, Villa's strongest 11 picks itself yeah. the only two that are possibles are Bailey or Zaniolo on the left hand side which I suspect it will be Bailey or well, Zaniolo started the last Premier League game didn't he I think uh, and possibly Tielemans coming in to the middle for for um, one of Louise or Kamara, but those two are so good together that I don't think there's need to split that up. And that's just harsh and unfair on Tielemans that he he's trying to get into one of the best midfields in the Premier League. Yeah, I, I would make uh, I'd bring Bailey in and play him uh, off the right actually, so we can link it with Diaby, John McGinn on the mm, left, yeah. and then yeah, I'd keep that I'd keep that midfield too. I just don't. There's no need to change. We're like a week off, not a week off, mm. but, you know, a week to yeah. prepare for a midweek game. Yeah, which is a it's a long time for Villa, who have played a lot of football in the last uh, few weeks, uh, months. Sorry, um, Tielemans, by the way, yeah, fantastic against AZ. Really pleased for him because there really was very few signs that he was adapting to this yeah. system at all. But Emery said, you know, after the match, he's 100% confident that he'll be able to contribute and he just needs to adapt to the structure and system, which I think is fair because we know he's a top player. Like, you don't just turn into a poor player overnight and lose your ability to run as some people were suggesting um but it's about fitting into a new structure that he hasn't played in before and he's playing under a manager you know credit to brennan rogers and uh, other managers that he would have played under before at monaco and stuff but emery's probably the best of the bunch and he's probably learning different things that even he hasn't been exposed to even though he's a top player so um, yeah, like most players, it's going to take time to adapt. I think, especially in the midfield, as you say, Dan, that's so good. It's always going to take longer. For example, Torres might have been in this position because Mings maybe have you know be playing more. Um, might, might have been harder for him to play. Uh, Diaby less so because he's come in and you know to plug a position that was missing. So yeah, Villa strengthened in the summer and bought players in stacked positions already. Mings gets injured, so Torres has a kind of a free run at that. Uh, Tielemans you know hasn't had that opportunity, but um, if he's contributing throughout the season, Villa can go far in the Conference League. He will have played his part in that, I'm sure. Yeah, you could argue that maybe we don't need somebody like Kamara against Luton if Villa are to be the favourites and have the majority of the ball. But I just don't think you you split up a kind of a, a combination that works in such an yeah. important part yeah. of the pitch. Yeah, unless there's a 
you know, unless he's kind of dealing with a bit of a niggle or something, anything like yeah, that, of course. maybe take the uh, take the load off them. But if they're all fully fit, yeah, I agree, Dan. Just um, you know, no needs to make changes just because it's Luton. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, and Emery, as we said, as much as we might be like, oh, we're going to win, Emery will be fully respectful and yeah. the strongest team is available. That's that's the team that will play. Whether it's the legendary lionesses, grassroots, or expert analysis of the women's leagues, women's football news has it all covered. A brand new monthly magazine packed with news, interviews and expert opinion. Don't miss Women's Football News. Pick up a copy today from participating retailers. Women's Football is here to stay. And so are we. We'll end this little mini show then with predictions. So in our mini predictions league, I've got 12 points now for the season. John, you've got eight. Uh, that's boosted by my correct result uh, and scoreline against West Ham. For Luton, a couple of little mini stats on them, if I can find the right tab. Uh, they've only failed to score in three of their nine Premier League games, but have conceded two or more in five of those nine games. So... As I'm ahead in the predictions league and I can't be accused of copying, I'll go first and I'll say 3-0 Villa. Probably about right. Again, I don't like copying his predictions. So um, On that as well, Luton are the first team since 1995 to not keep a clean sheet as a newly promoted team um, in the first nine games since Bolton. So that surprised me a little bit. Again, I don't know if I thought they'd kept a clean sheet, but that must be quite alarming to see the shipping those amount of goals. I was thinking maybe just a 1-0 Villa win because, as I said previously, there's, there's going to be those games where Villa are just going to have to grind it out. But I'm going to pip you by one goal, Dan, and say 4-0. I feel like it could be that kind of game that you mentioned that's a little bit tetchy or whatever to begin with. But I think once Villa score... The floodgates might open a little bit. They're so good on the transition, as Emery, uh, sorry, the AZ boss said yeah. previously, and we know it. Diaby, Watkins, McGinn, the fullbacks bomb, and it's so hard to deal with. Um, so yeah, never chance. I'll uh, further my prediction by having Diaby to score as well. Just feel he's, he's due a goal in the Premier League, or, or, or actually Diaby for two. Let's make this a specific point. prediction. You don't get extra points. <laughs> I'm already ahead anyway, mate. I'm just thinking if this little clip ends up on social media after because I've called it right again, then uh, yeah, I can yeah, be yeah. Very, very smug about it, can't I? Just make sure I look, look all right for Twitter. If, if this is on social media, by the way, he's also gone through Watkins is going to score twice. He's just obviously clipped out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, right, we'll call it a day there, John. Just a, a mini little show uh, just to chat about Luton. I feel like we had to at least try and cover every game. As you said, you were travelling a lot yesterday. I've been unwell since Thursday, but you know, better to do something than, than nothing at all. Yep. There'll be a post-match show probably with me and Kendrick tomorrow afternoon. It's a two o'clock kickoff. Uh, I appreciate there's very little time to watch this as this comes out and the game kicks off tomorrow. So if you've listened through for the last 20 minutes or so, we appreciate you tuning in uh, and we'll see you Sunday afternoon and then again for the Monday or Tuesday show. I'm not sure when it is this week as we look at the wider talking points around Aston Villa. John, thank you for joining me. Thanks everyone for watching or listening and we'll see you Sunday afternoon.